I am honored to have had, had the opportunity now to uh, continue dialogue with regards to the industry. Um, we have one of the industry leaders now, and uh, let me have the opportunity to introduce Mark Rourke. Mark is the CEO and president of Schneider. I don't need to tell you all that they are a premier provider of transportation, logistics, and intermodal services. Mark joined Schneider back in 1987 as a service team leader in the company's Seville, Ohio facility. Prior to assuming his current role, he was Schneider's executive vice president and chief operating officer. Over that time from 1987, Mark has had senior leadership responsibilities across the gamut of Schneider, and those who know Schneider know just how significant that enterprise is. He holds a bachelor's degree in marketing from the University of Akron, and he serves on the board of directors of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's my honor to introduce Mark Rourke. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. Did we get the Krispy Kremes I, taken care of? Or? All right. So, yeah, everybody's, everybody's buzzing right now. So uh, having that little bit of a break for you to take in some, uh, some sugar is certainly not going to uh, be required to uh, the, the interest level here because my interest level and in having the opportunity to spend time with, uh, with somebody like you, Mark, is, is significant. So 1987 to today, um, put it into perspective. It's a year longer that I've been married, and um, my beautiful wife, Maureen, feels like she's been married forever. So uh, 1987, the transformation in Schneider and in the industry have many parallels. Do you have a couple of the, you know, the real transformational elements that, uh, that hallmark that time from 1987? Sure. You know, we're about six weeks away from putting a fifth decade on that as we get to 2020. But, yep. uh, you know, as you unpack that over 30-some years, you know, uh, maybe just a couple of historical references, because they still shape the thinking of Schneider today and the philosophy. And, um, you know, nothing more important, really, for the renaissance of the truckload industry than the deregulation of mm -hmm. the early 80s. And then you had some really iconic visionaries make some big bets. You had mm -hmm. Don Schneider and J.B. Hunt and C.L. Werner, and they all focused on, on the concept of size and scale matters. Mm -hmm. Size because the customers want to have coverage and then scale so that you can have a cost position advantage as you work with vendors and, and you operate your business. And, and that still, I think, exists today. I bet if we went out and surveyed all of those booths out there in the lobby, size and scale is probably at the top of their list yep. as they think about their business. And so, um, and I think we're here today, and you think of those names I just mentioned, and there were others, that's held the test of time pretty well. Exactly. And, uh, so to me, that's kind of lesson one of the Schneider mantra, size and scale matters. And then if I kind of forward 10 years mm -hmm. and think about uh, at the time, the truckers and the railroaders were mortal enemies, yep. and they came together around this concept of trailer on flat car, and it was highly disruptive. I remember back then, George, our, our average trip length was about 1,200 miles. Mm -hmm. And overnight, over a couple of uh, bid seasons, that entire network got disrupted. And, and to Don Schneider's credit, you know, he said, the economics and the customer is going to win if we do this well, and we're going to embrace that. We're not going to mm -hmm. fight that. And I think that's the other element we try to keep front and center is we can't stop progress. The worst thing we could do is kind of defend the status quo and, and, and stay where we are. And so if we keep those two things in mind, I think that's really what shapes the company mm -hmm. over the last 30 years. And now we have billion-dollar brands across all right. three of those segments. I always try to keep that in, in the forefront. 
So you mentioned uh, Don Schneider. You were there um, and knew him. Um, how is his legacy continued today uh, at Schneider? Is there is there there's something that you can touch or feel about Don's legacy? Yeah, I, I think it's his fingerprints are still all over the organization culturally, mm -hmm. um, the value structure of the company, even though we went from a private enterprise to a right, public enterprise. Right. Uh, I think our people will tell you that that hasn't changed who we are and how we think about think about things. Um, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit, uh, he was a larger than life, you know, small man, mm -hmm, but a big mm -hmm. boom box. And, uh, and so that, uh, you know, whole thing about talent development, talent leadership, yep. Uh, we have a great group of leaders. Um, he very much was about meritocracy and performance, not about tenure and mm -hmm, longevity, mm -hmm. and we still keep those things alive. And so a lot of young folks get very big responsibilities because of their potential right. and because of their performance. And as long as we're still there, that's, that's how we're going to do that. So the um, legacy uh, lives on in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and. I'm, it was clear to me that McCafferty did not score yeah. the other day. It wasn't so even close. Wasn't even close. I mean, well, me, me. well, we can't change Green Bay, but Fuller could have changed this to like Scottsdale. Is what, <laughs> is, is what we could have done. But yeah, yeah. Not, not, not sure if there was any influence from me over picking, you know, the, the, the hub of the universe here in, uh, in Chicago for a mid-November conference. But hey, it is what it is. We've got uh, you, you guys got to come south. Yes, yeah, many of us, many of us, you know, had to had to go north. So. As, as you, as you uh, think about um, th those fingerprints and you think about Green Bay, obviously there's other offices, but Green Bay is somewhere that you're still, you're recruiting to and recruiting to ex extremely uh, successfully. I talked uh, earlier with Molo and Arrive about culture. Yeah. You've, you've hit on culture. How does that culture play into being able to bring it's it's a conference where I have to say the word millennial at least a few times. Yeah. How, do, how do you bring millennials and others uh, to Green Bay? Yeah, and um, it doesn't make it always easy, mm -hmm. um, uh, but it's a great community. It's a great place to raise a family. It's a huge outdoor activity. So there's lots to offer. Mm -hmm. It's really our job to get out and, and, and spread that message. But, uh, you know, what, I'm, what I think once we get people in the building, once mm -hmm. we get people around our people, um, those barriers start to start to break down or what my yep. uh, perceptions are. The, the, the first hurdle is get them there so we can show them those things. And, and uh, whether it's our tech organization or engineering yep. organization, um, you know, we're able to attract and retain through the things that we're working on. If you can really show the things that we're working on as an industry and as a company relative to whether it's AI decision support, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the things that uh, our people are interested in solving tough problems, we, we can still uh, be quite successful with that. And that's cool. Well, speaking of tough problems, um, the, the evolution, let's talk about some of those billion dollar brands that you have. Let's, let's, let's look at the, the brokerage world. Right. How, you know, how over multiple decades, we, we've talked about just how, you know, 2018 and 2019 yeah. were different. How, how have you seen brokerage, and yeah, I'll probably say digital freight here at some point, but right. how have you seen the evolution of brokerage happen? You know, 10 or 15 years ago when I was uh, kind of leading that division, yeah. it, it was, it's almost unrecognizable yeah. today. There, there were periods, particularly with, as an asset-based asset broker, we actually had to get permission maybe on a load-by-load -load basis mm. to broker it if we yeah, had yeah. that opportunity. And so it was quite rare to have somebody open to these type of solutions yep. back 10, 15 years ago. You kind of fast forwarded today, it's yeah. it's almost the opposite right. of that. Everyone right. is 
if you meet the service spec, the price point, uh, you kind of decide how mm -hmm. the best to, to meet my customer's needs. So that, that whole piece is flipped. And, and certainly um, with the advent of technology and mm -hmm. the platforms and the connections that we're all making digitally to customers, to carriers, we've kind of democratized the small mm -hmm. carrier. Mm -hmm. We've allowed that scale to come to them just yep. like it used to be the purview of the big carriers. And so whether it's communication or whether it's access, uh, and now increasingly even around our orange box right. is putting solutions together that's both asset and non-asset based. It's, uh, it's made the world smaller mm -hmm. and it's made, uh, and, and we're helping, I guess, create competition in some respects because yep. we're helping that small carrier bring some of that size and scale I opened my comments with. So um, you talk about when you were running that, that business unit uh, 10 or 15 years ago that uh, how it's evolved and different and almost unrecognizable. Um, 10 or 15 years ago, a, would a, a small carrier might have been afraid to work with Schneider. Well, they're going to steal my freight, take yeah. my freight away. Yeah. That, that's not the case today. You, you know, you've been very successful at bringing on the smaller carriers to, to feed the brokerage. How, how do you continue to do that, and how do you continue to have Schneider stay ahead of the rest of the pack? Well, first, we have a leader that's way better than I was, <laughs> and Erin Van Zeelen and, and the team that she's put together. Yep. So that's, that's first and foremost. But I think sometimes uh, being an asset carrier now is more of an advantage because right. the carrier knows you understand right. the trucking side of the business. And, um, and so that whole barrier is if you make it easy to do business, you have mm -hmm. quality freight, you back up and do the things that you're going to do and, and, and say, mm -hmm. um, uh, we have very little, very little of that issue today relative to afraid to right. do That's business good. with a big carrier. In fact, you know, particularly as we start to bring this orange box into play right, more, right. we're giving more leverage and more capability, which I think will be certainly to their benefit. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, let me switch gears a little bit. You um, um, are probably in a position as, as well, if not better than anybody in the room, to talk about how the regulatory environment yeah. is, is changing, continuing to, evo to evolve, and how you know, elections tend to matter. Um, how, how have you seen that evolve over time? And, and, and it's another question, how, how does Schneider adapt to, to those changes? George, that's a great question. I, I think we're almost now in this phase of re-regulation of mm -hmm. the industry. You, know, you look at what's coming at us here in 2020. Yep. We didn't have these tensions coming into 2019 right. as much, right. but we certainly have them uh, coming into 20. We have the, the final ELD mandate yep. implementation. We have the National Drug Clearinghouse, uh, which uh, is coming on board here early January. Uh, we've got things like Assembly Bill 5 out of California that's uh, changing the rights of independent contractors mm -hmm. to kind of do what they want to do in this industry. And all of those are coming at the end of this yep. year. And you yep. can kind of debate the merits of those individually, mm -hmm. but when you put mm -hmm. them together collectively, along with maybe some hardening insurance markets and some yep. other outside influences, uh, there's going to be more tension on that capacity at any time that we've had in the last couple of years. And all of those are either a cost increaser mm -hmm. or they're a supply contractor. Right. And so um, a much different environment in this whole kind of regulation world that we're seeping back into. Okay. Kind of puts uh, 2020 into a, a sort of that balance of one black swan event, one act of God can really tip us to a point where you know, it's a, uh, it's a much different market than we're looking at right now. Right. It, all the, those things only take 2 or 3% right. has a huge right. inf impact on our industry. But um, it's 
remains to be seen, but yeah. um, at least a little more tension than we've had the last uh, 24 months. So as you um, think about technology and how, it, yeah. how it's evolved and from a private company, public company, uh, uh, quarterly earnings, all of those kind of fun things that you get to do right yeah. now. How, how do you think about where you're making investments today? How are you servicing your customers um, to, 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 to give them the best experience that they can have? Yeah, I, th I think sometimes the incumbents in the industry kind of get dismissed a little bit mm -hmm. in this technology discussion. So We're not yep. out trying to raise money. We're not trying yep. to do some of those things and, and not to disparage those folks. Uh, but you know, we'll spend well over $100 million in tech-related investments uh, this year. We'll do some more, even more so next year. And they really center around our priorities around creating a really outstanding experience for our driver mm -hmm. around a digital consumer grade, both inside the cabin, outside the cabin, a tablet, uh, and everything that we touch them with to just improve everything that we do, take the friction out where we yep. can. Yep. Uh, two huge opportunities that we have in our brokerage business around automating the things that we can automate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not a, a believer that we're going to automate ourselves completely mm -hmm. into a, yep. like we do a stock transaction, yep. but there are things there, uh, particularly around decision science support, how we can help carriers buy more effectively yep. and seamlessly. Uh, and then just a whole series of optimization, this whole digital world that, right. that you mentioned, George, is how do we harness all of that information to make better decisions, not just in the brokerage world, but mm -hmm. how we operate our trucks, how we optimize against our assets. And, and, uh, and so we got great problems to work on. Mm -hmm. and, uh, again, I think that's why it helps us to track the talent to, to get after those things. Well, you guys made the freight tech uh, list last year. Um, the reveal will be tomorrow. Yeah. We're all excited about that. Um, as you talk about that investment, um, are there ways that you get that message that you, you know, you, you may not be raising millions and millions of dollars to do this, but, but you're spending that money. How do you get that message to the customer so that they know that you're not sitting idly by and just you know, trying to do the same thing over and over again? Yeah, I think at times we, we kind of put our, our head down mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. execute and do the things that, uh, that the customer is paying us to do and, and don't step back and maybe talk about that uh, playing field a bit. And so we've, we've made some investments there as yeah. well. Uh, gentlemen you met behind stage, yep. John Claybrooks, uh, to help us get our message out a little bit more effectively. Uh, and, and we have multiple stakeholders, certainly yep. the, the one that you referenced earlier being the investment community, but we have carrier stakeholders, we have driver stakeholders, mm -hmm. we have customer stakeholders, and all those are important for us to get our message out. And so you're going to see a more proactive and a Got more, and a more uh, out there Schneider. Well, we saw it, we saw it in the video. Uh, and so let's fast forward to Let's say we're in Scottsdale two years from now, and you and, I are, yeah. you, you and I are having this, and they'll probably have the, uh, uh, the, uh, their first cold snap uh, in history. But we're in Scottsdale two years from now. What will the Schneider video show then? What will the journey look like two years from now that, that you'll feel good about what your team has been able to accomplish? Yeah, maybe I'll kind of finish where I started. Yeah. We have such great size and scale in the three segments that we do, and we're investing in all of those. Yep. Um, and we think that is going to continue to be a, a growth driver, both organically predominantly, but mm -hmm. uh, you could see some acquisitive growth in there as well. I happen to believe that with all these mega trends, particularly around digital, we have electrification and, and some level of autonomous coming, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it may set the industry up to have some of the consolidation that's been missing here, in my, in my opinion, George. And the big will get bigger mm -hmm. uh, and get to that le leverage of size and scale and, and bringing some unique solutions around that. I keep going back to this orange box yeah, yeah. to make it easy on the shipper uh, and, 
and how do we bring all of that together? Uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting future. So that puts you in a place where publicly traded, you can't say too much, but you talked a little bit about acquisition activity. How is that market? It's been, you know, extraordinarily hot. The market stays hot, so hot that valuations may not be. Have you seen any modification to valuations in the within the 2019 timeframe and as you look into 2020? Yeah, without getting too specific, yeah. we're a bit in this now extended period of a little bit of stress in the marketplace yep. relative to the kind of the mid-sized to, to smaller carrier community. So the question is, is it bigger or is it more of a roll-up act yep. activity? We have some real interest in certain segments, uh, but it doesn't let us off the hook on our organic growth mm -hmm. objectives. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the market probably has softened a little bit, right. as, as you mentioned there on valuations, but good quality assets still uh, bring a good quality price. Yeah. So um, in our last couple of minutes here, um, Schneider is, you know, the legacy that, that you've had and, 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 and where you're taking it. Um, and I talked about what, you know, two years from now, let's go even farther, farther out. Three, three significant billion dollar uh, business units um, as they, they continue to grow. Um, Ten years from now, three business units still? What will, what will we see? And, and where will automation and technology have the greatest impact? Yeah, my, my personal opinion of that, George, I think those are really three critical segments yeah, that have yeah. some staying power for us. But I do think the lines will start to blur a little bit in how you bring third-party assets mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Schneider assets uh, together across multiple yeah, modes. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I really think with the technology and the digitization mm -hmm. that we can get some additional leverage into the business. Not that you know, we're going to bunge them all together completely, <laughs> but I do think there is more synergies there yeah, that we're yeah. going to be able to untap over time. And, um, and I'm going to look up that Krispy Kreme gentleman. Maybe there's some other things we should be thinking about there, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, very bullish on the future. Uh, there's a lot of great competition, both traditional and new, uh, but we're positioned very, very well. No, I appreciate it. Well, I, um, I, I'm, I'm down to the last minute, so I just want to make sure that we keep the trains running on time, very much like... Uh, Schneider and your delivery on time. So I want to thank Mark for uh, for being here and for uh, this in, this individual this really incredible journey. Thank, thank you very you. much, Mark. Thank well you. done.